Hello, and welcome back to the Mass Singer Rehab Books podcast, where we are ready to talk about the road to the finals. We just had the semifinals, aka a day in the mask, the semifinals, because who doesn't love a good episode name? I am your host, Puya, the I really, really, really don't like the backup dancers mask, Sand Akili. And as always, I am not here alone. I am ready to break down the road to the finals with my co-host. It's Liana, the I like goldfish more than I like potato chips, Boris. Liana, how are you doing today? What do you think that looks like in a costume? Uh, Which one? They were both very weird. Both of them. (laughs) Is it like a goldfish, a greater than sign, and then a potato chip? (laughs) No, I think what it is, is it's just us. So if someone was to wear a Puya mask on the show... They could go as the, I really, really, really don't like the backup dancer's mask because it's like, oh, that's Puya. Yeah, that's terrifying. Oh, I know. But so are the masks that the backup dancers wear. So it kind of works out. True. So, yeah, we uh, we're out here. You know, it's uh, we're uh, a week away from the finale, from season three being over. Uh, Just first and foremost, how are you feeling? Going into this final, Liana, are you happy? Are you excited? Are you relieved? What's the, what's the emotions that you are sensing in yourself? I guess I would say both happy, relieved. I'm completely ready for this to be over. The season has been far too long. Not that I haven't enjoyed it. I mean, there have been times that I haven't been happy, <laughs> but I it needs to be over. It's done. It's run its course and I'm ready for the finale. But uh, I guess, unfortunately, we have the semifinals to talk about today. But I thought that this episode, all in all... It, it was really good, I thought, actually. Like, I don't know if this is uh, my renewed excitement because we're getting closer to the finale, but I thought that everybody performed really well. We got four radically different genres and takes on songs, and that was so cool. And I'm actually excited to talk about everything. Yeah, I thought that um, for all the annoyance that we've both had with the longevity of this season and talking about how it the payoff isn't worth the amount of episodes we've had. This was a very fun episode. It actually got me really pumped for what we're about to get next week with the finale. I thought everyone did a good job. I thought the guest judge in Jay Farrow was an awesome addition. Love him. And uh, yeah, all in all, this was an ace episode of The Masked Singer. And it was an okay episode of the after show. I don't, I still don't know exactly what the official name is because I don't bother to look at it. It's after the mask. Of course it is. And of it's because it it's after the person gets unmasked. So it's like after the mask and then they get to come in and like do whatever. I mean, like sing duets <laughs> with Gavin DeGraw. I mean, I'm not going to lie. Wouldn't the right marketing call be the unmasked singer for the next for the following for the after show? I feel like that would be awesome. The unmasked I, singer. Yeah, but then it implies that it like, does that imply that they have been unmasked? Yes. Because that's who's there, right? The yeah, but it could singer. just be, oh, they're just a singer who doesn't wear a mask. They're unmasked. No, Versus Dr. masked. So technically, Dr. Elvis is an unmasked singer. Yes. Exactly. But, yes. But specifically, the person in question that is unmasked is the performer who was unmasked. Okay, sure. So Dr. Elvis, it was interesting with him because I thought he was just there to raise money for charity, which is fine. He's a great singer, but now they've like removed the charity bit and he still gets to sing, which I think is very odd. I just love that, you know, Ken Jong looks like he's got this janky setup on his couch on like 
shitty Zoom with like AirPods. Robin Thicke's in like this weird, like smoky basement looking thing. But then Dr. Elvis has the most professional setup. Like he's some kind of Twitch streamer and he's got multiple angles, multiple cameras. It's pretty incredible. The, uh, the production value that goes into his setup. Can we talk about the actual episode instead? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I thought this was going to be the evolution of Dr. Elvis. (laughs) <laughs> actually yeah we're gonna actually only talk about after the mask sorry guys <laughs> we've changed course okay no i agree let's go back let's go back we're at the final four semifinals um and jay farrow was the guest judge as i mentioned how did you feel about jay and were you familiar with his work from the past well i knew that he was an snl i had seen various skits of him from SNL. I knew that he did a bunch of impressions and voices and I was really happy with him on this episode. I thought he was a lot of fun. He didn't do the unmasking thing, but then I realized he was holding the mask later. So it's possible that they've just started editing that part out because I did see he had some sort of masquerade mask. But overall, yeah, I was really happy with Jay as a guest. Yeah, I'm starting to feel like anytime we complain about something, it takes about like six week delay until the mask singer okay. does it. Dude, I'm telling you, somebody is listening. Okay. <laughs> because I just feel like there's something happening because the whole discussion about the performance versus the the singing versus entertainment. Because I will tell you, I have talked about how much I love Gavin DeGraw. Do you think that it's a coincidence that they get Gavin DeGraw on after the mask to sing a duet with Barry Zito? And Gavin DeGraw talks about the controversy of singing versus entertainment and says at the end of the day, it's visual, essentially arguing that entertainment is better. I feel like they are telling me that I need to value entertainment. And I feel like the mass singer is coming specifically for me. I am going to get my tinfoil hat on and I'm going to wear it for the remaining of the time that I watch this because I swear to God, they're listening. <laughs> it's scary. It's kind of scary. I mean, obviously, there's many other podcasts out and- there. Sorry, one other thing. They yes. also, in this episode, included a lot of compliments to the Night Angel. Like, oh, yeah. Hello. I'm telling you, <laughs> I'm terrified, but also very excited. <laughs> what I know to be a fact is that what we've learned is that the mass Singer very much values Leona Boris. That's, that's my takeaway from all this. <laughs> they, they were care. like... Okay, get the NSA on this girl because she bought a monster plushie. She posted on social media like everyone's stealing our data all the time. Always. I'm about to go on and build a bunker and live out the rest of my days because I I, I promise you the mass singer is following me. Yeah, well, yeah, you you put the plushie on your social media and then T-Pain pulled up with the same plushie on the season. Yes. Oh, my God. You're right. Yeah. Oh, no. Okay. What else? What else? Okay. You know what? You continue on with the show and I'll think about all the conspiracy theories that I can add to this. Okay. So to go back to where we originally fell off the wagon, I like Jay Farrow and I had watched, I've watched a lot of his impressions and comedy and interviews on YouTube before. He has um, a really fun video where he's on Sway. Um, and he just freestyles in impressions and raps in impressions and does a good Drake, does a good Lil Wayne, which we heard. So he was a lot of fun. And I honestly thought he had some good guesses. So Jay Farrow ends up being higher up on the power ranking of guest judges for me. Um, I will make a note for next season to write down every single guest judge that comes on because I didn't do that this season. I didn't expect there to be so many, but I'm pretty sure there's at least eight or nine people that were on the show as guest judges. So. 
Okay. And you would like a list of them? Yeah, so we can actually like power rank them or talk about them and like cuz right now all I can say is better than Leo Remini. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I mean I'm sure you could just google it, but you know, no, to each their much, own. <laughs> too much work. We're we're here to talk about these four performances and uh just like they didn't jump into some gimmick with the mask for Jay Farrow, we're just going to jump in and talk about um the Night Angel, who was the first one out the gate. Liana, take it away. Oh, you don't want to talk about the group performance and the weird clues that we got with the Night Angel and the football, the rhino and the gloves, the frog and the hat, which, by the way, he's wearing a hat. No, <laughs> and but then Turtle hat. gets a photo album. Okay, but is the hat different? Is it supposed to be the backup dancer's hat? I know. Well, we can definitely rule out that it's not men without hats. Okay, yeah, because the frog comes out every week and does the safety dance. Yeah, okay, so we can, yeah, so I, the reason I didn't talk about that is because I didn't get it. I didn't get any of it. I went, <laughs> There's nothing to get, Puya. Like, I think what I've, so I, well, I guess we kind of rewatched episode one of season one and episode one of season two. I, for, like, I'm taking this way too seriously. What is wrong with me? Like, it's <laughs> stupid and it's fun. And this was stupid. So, and fun. Who is this Liana? This is season two Liana on the podcast. I know. Right the now. one who's like happy to be here. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. You know what it is? Honestly, it's the, the white tiger brought us down for a long time. I'm just blaming it on the White Tiger, personally. <laughs> it, made, it challenged my faith in the mass Singer, but you know what? I am, I am reborn, and I am back, and I am ready to love <laughs> the mass Singer. Yeah. Yes. So, okay. Leonardo, take it away. What Night do you think Angel. of the Night Angel? Okay, so, first of all, I want to say from the onset that I know that sometimes it can be hard to compare genres, but I would say that all of the performances were, like, relatively comparable given the different genres so like i couldn't appreciate them for what they were i think that some require more talent than others and i think also looking at the back catalog of the performances from certain competitors like i prefer ones over the other so i'm just gonna go ahead and say that outright that i enjoyed every performance and i can appreciate for what all of them brought even if it's not like oh my normal cup of tea okay okay okay, okay. so night angel I'm sorry. Can we talk about the glowing person that was like holding the microphone and hugging her? That was weird AF. And it like looked like it had a very specific silhouette. I wonder if it's supposed to be a specific person. Like the 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 person who they lost that was hugging them? Yeah, from the clue packet. That looked very much like it was supposed to be someone on purpose. It wasn't just a random silhouette. That's what I, I'm saying. It wasn't like Casper the Friendly Ghost Ghost. It was like rural ghost. But, it, I mean, who was it? Like, it wouldn't have been the person they lost, surely. I so. don't know. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, I thought that that was weird. And, um... I didn't really, I mean, it's, I still think it's Candy Burris just based off the voice. So I didn't really get anything else from the clues, but, uh, but we saw the soccer and a football again, which I was like, so what does that mean? Am I supposed to, she had a, a football in the group performance. So I was like, okay, is this double football or is it just one football and a soccer ball? I don't know. It was weird. Yeah, it was weird. So that leads me to believe that has she performed, whether it was part of the group or solo at any Foot, American football, regular football events. Oh, I'm sure. I mean, I'm sure. So that's probably what it is. Or was she in attendance to any of these games? Because that's also possible. Or she's a kid who plays football. Like, you know, I don't right. know. Right. Yeah. Could so be I, any of them. I'm not sure. Yeah. So, and I also, um, 
saw the the balls come through twice, and I didn't realize what the clue would have meant, and I didn't really make any connections to it. That's why I was not not really sure what to take there. But then the Night Angel says that she's taking a big risk tonight with her performance choice, and I was excited and intrigued. But then before we got the song, Nick Cannon comes out and takes us to commercial, and before he does that, says then. We'll be right back with the Night Angels tribute to the robot. So I thought, why are you telling us this? It would have been fun to get surprised by it. But then I was like, okay, then I think she's doing a Lil Wayne song, which ended up being a Lil Wayne song. And that was an amazing performance of a Lil Wayne song, if I do say so. What did you it think? was so good. Yeah. So first of all, How to Love by Lil Wayne makes me cry anyway, especially because of the music video. But she <laughs> has just such a unique voice. I loved it. When she spun and the cape fell off, I was like, we gonna love this. I was like so, so excited. I know it's a little bit lower in parts than her normal vocal range. And I can see why some people may not like her voice, but I particularly really love it. And I like got chills listening to her performance. I thought that this was... I thought this was maybe the best performance of the night. I loved it. You were right. When when the cape fell off, I, in my notes, I wrote, damn, she brought the razzle-dazzle. Three See? Zs in each razzle and dazzle. I was like, damn, that was good. Um, and the, the voice is amazing. This is a very powerful voice that we've been hearing week in, week out from the Night Angel. And, like, I think this is the first final three we've had in a minute. In the over the three seasons, where I'm like, I, I I would not mind any of them winning. I like all three of them so much. Um, and I will say, doing a Lil Wayne song and doing it like that, love that too. My one problem with this performance has nothing to do with the Night Angel. It has everything to do with the decor in the background. I thought that the 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 star, the moon, the lights, and everything looked very like dollar store, looked very discount. Like you could just pick up a box of those for four dollars. I didn't like that part. Everything else was phenomenal. And I thought immediately, you know, you're not going anywhere. We'll see you next week in the finals. So. Yeah, absolutely. Which that was good because I was a little nervous that she was going to be the one to fall to the rhino if it mm-hmm. did come down to to it just because the turtle and the frog had gotten so much praise in the past. So with this, with her performing first, I was like, oh, thank God. Like, I really, really hope that this means that she's in the finals. So. Then we took a look at, you know, what the judges had to say. Oh, yeah. Okay, wait, sorry. I have another quick thought. So when she walked up during the performance to the judges, I was like, oh, my God, is she even allowed to do that? And then come to find out, like, not only in the judge, like the clue pack, like the clue part of the judging thing, they get to walk up there and every single person does it in every single performance. I was like, oh, okay. She's like supposed to. I was like terrified for a second. No, this, I didn't really clock it until the second performance of the night with the turtle, but that's when I realized, oh, the stage has been raised. Like, they can walk there. They can't usually do that. And we found out why, because this week's clue, extra clue, is a closer look at the costume, which pretty much ended up being, hey, I'm wearing a pin on my chest. Look at what the pin is. I know, right? I was like, they got a discount, like, at the the pin store. <laughs> yeah. So, again, um, Mass Singer marketing team, like, hire me. Because you could put those pins on your store. You could put pop sockets of little clues on your store. You could put, you know, Ken Jong's face yelling jag in the store. There's so many things they can do with that store, but it's just generic hoodies and T-shirts. 
Anyways. Oh my God, that's all I want. I want a brooch that is just a picture of Ken Jong's face saying Jag underneath yeah, it. I think that would be fun. So, uh, holler at me. Okay. And then, uh, yeah, so I didn't really care much for the brooch clues. Um, but the Night Angel had a moon pin. How do we link this to Candy? She's been alive at night. I I don't know. I it's it's <laughs> like part of me like really wants to okay, let me like figure out exactly what everything means, but I think part of me is also because I figure I feel like we know everybody now, especially that the rhino has been unmasked. I'm like, eh. <laughs> <laughs> I'll figure it out later. Yeah. I feel comfortable in knowing who the final 3 is at this point, I think. I think we're pretty secure with that. I'd be shocked if we weren't. Mhm. But yeah, and I think you know, Jenny McCarthy is someone who is on the same page as us at this point with her guess of Candy Burris. Um, I don't. I can't decide if I feel like... So I've been thinking about it because I feel like especially Jenny McCarthy in the last like two episodes, three episodes, has been guessing everybody that has been coming through and getting unmasked before it happens. So I can't decide if she guesses it from early on and they vault it and then they shove it in there when like it's about to be the ending for that person or if she's just being fed. I don't know, but it bothers me. Okay, so we definitely know that the judges guess for much longer than what we are shown on television. And the current theory is the reason why Robin Thicke is rarely shown giving guesses is because he's correct all the time. See, that makes sense because every time they pan to Robin, Robin, like, shows his work and he's like, so we saw this and then this went to this and then that went to that and then that went to like he always has like the whole thing mapped out he's always looking at his notes so it wouldn't shock me that he's the most thorough and that yeah. he probably gets there quicker than everyone else well that and i think he just knows a lot more voices so for example when i was watching every single performance by yeah. our now final three i watched him listen to the night angel and he's like it's like so clear he knows who it is so i have a feeling and that was from like the second performance or something like that so i have a like my gut my conspiracy theory since that's apparently the theme of this podcast <laughs> my conspiracy theory is that he knows it's candy and like his guesses just got cut and they can't air it because he's like well i've said this for the past five weeks but you know blah 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 mm. whatever I don't know I don't know eh, it's my conspiracy theory just like the moon pin is made of Nick's shoes <laughs> moon pin yeah no, you know Nick Cannon be Nick Cannoning <laughs> yeah. um, I okay. did know well, that Nicole thinks the night angel is gonna win that's what I wrote down too I was like yeah some love for the night angel let's go they really heard you out on this one. I'm, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, they're <laughs> listening. The next thing we're going to get is in the turtles clue package. It's going to be the the park that we found that turtle in. And I'll be like, I like to walk across paths like hiking paths, but <laughs> blah, blah, blah. I'll be like, oh, my God. <laughs> well, the turtle likes walking somewhere. Based on the clue package, the turtle is hanging out on a street named Back. <laughs> oh my god oh yes okay so this is my other conspiracy theory so remember how i had this idea with the clue packages where i was like okay if it's an audio clue it might not be real because they can change that later to reflect the judge's guesses if it's a visual clue however they had to have filmed it already so it must be legit and there was the backstreet sign i was like oh my god maybe they're listening to me and they're like okay liana we're gonna throw in some visual clues that are obvious distractions 
Although I did do a quick little Google Google and Jesse McCartney did open for the Backstreet Boys. So I was like, okay, fine. Maybe not. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I um, have started becoming more skeptical that outside of the performances, the people in the mass are actually the people because. Oh, they no, they're absolutely not. There's no way. Yeah. And the voices also, I think someone else records them and then they just audio modulate them because they started to include. I don't know. I mean, maybe they like got these people to record stuff. Um like the the audio stuff might be real, but definitely the like background stuff. I don't think that that's real. Yeah, because to me, it just feels like, you know, there's no way Bow Wow was shipped the frog costume to talk about something with Nick Cannon on the after show. You know, like that just seems oh, yeah, weird. no. So. I mean, the other, no, 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 oh, 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 no, I have a thought about that. So, for the after show, I think they had just extra footage of people in the mask, mm. because you know how they do that at, like, the end of episodes? They'll have the, the whatever, the unicorn, like, talking to the camera and be like, well, the judges didn't guess me, ha, 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 like, blah, whatever. I think they just have a lot of unused footage. They can just reuse that footage, because it's not like their mouths are moving, and then they just put new audio over it. Yeah, no, seriously. Like, so I don't think they've recorded, they have, except for like the people at home and Nick Cannon standing in front of a green screen. Like, that's the only thing that they've recorded for the new stuff. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I co signed that as well. I, um, I, yeah, I, I still stand that less is more. And I feel like this season, they've really, you know, started adding the little cutscenes and, the extra, extra footage that we, they had probably been vaulting for a while, right? So the less of that we see, the more I'm into the allure of these costumes. But to take it back to where we were when we were talking, that's funny because, you know, we have talked about the visual clues being the ones to look at. They're clearly red herringing the hell out of the turtle, right? But then also all the red herrings, and even with the Night Angel, they're like, oh... Um, they, there was a clue about on Vogue. So it's like, well, now I know. So for future references, right? It's like, okay, so you were in a, some kind of boy band or you were in a girl group. Okay, now I know not to look at the clue that was there, but I'll look at the other one. Wait, the thing is, is that all those clues match the they match them. It's just not in the way that you would most immediately think of, right? right? So a Backstreet sign is not, oh, he's in the Backstreet Boys. Oh, no, he opened for the Backstreet Boys. So it's still a clue. It's a good clue. It's just not the most immediate thing you would think of. Yeah, but what I'm saying is that, to me, it's like, okay, the minute I see a Backstreet Boys clue, I know to zero in on boy bands, but just not the Backstreet Boys now, if that makes mm -hmm. sense. So it is definitely a clue that helps. but. Yeah, but you still, sorry, I know that this feels like belaboring the point, but like, yes, but it's, it's just a clue in the, not the most common way. So you are supposed to focus on the Backstreet Boys, just not like the most immediate way. Yeah. So was there anything else in the clue package that stood out to you from the turtle? Uh, that bellboy cap. Not that I knew what that meant or why, but. Yeah, oh, and know. he loves Robin. That was his inspo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which um, he was the voice of Robin in uh, some Batman and Robin stuff. Oh, yeah, that's right. I mean, he might also still idealize Robin the Thick, but yeah. that's smart. <laughs> I thought that was strange until I made that. I was like, why are you so into this guy? <laughs> mm -hmm. But um, yeah, he was geeking out on, on Robin Thick, And 
What did you like about the performance, Liana Boris? Oh, my God. Okay. So, from 2014 to 2015, Nick Jonas released three singles, Jealous, Chains, and Levels, which are three of my favorite songs. I listen to them all at the same time. They all sound very similar to one another, and they all come from essentially the same album. One is just like a revised version of the first album. So, I was beyond excited, also because it's the turtle, and he's also like a boy band heartthrob, which kind of falls under the category of Nick Jonas, and I love Nick Jonas. So, overall... I was like so, so excited. But all I could hear while he was singing was Jesse McCartney. Also, because I've continued to blare Jesse McCartney throughout our house. So I was just, it was great. It was like nostalgic. It made me warm inside. I still prefer the Night Angels performance overall, but like the whole thing with it being jealous really made me happy. <laughs> this was a good performance, a very good performance. And I will continue banging on this drum every week. For one more week, probably. But the best sets and the best motifs are the Turtles. I loved this one again this week. I thought it matched the song perfectly. And just the Turtles' voice is incredible. And, you know, they talked about this on the after show. And I will also continue it here. I think the Turtle is the best all-rounder out of the remaining people. So should the Turtle win, I think that's the best um, overall performer both in the visual sense and in the audio sense that is available on the board at the moment. What I hated, because this is a recurring theme now, I also did not like one thing from the Trill's performance. And please, please explain to me what was the mask on the backup dancers' faces. It didn't even look like it was a mask. It looked like it was a bowl. It looked like it was a bowl, like an orange bowl on one of their faces and then a green bowl on one of their faces. This is the qualm I've had. And it's not that the costumes are ridiculous. I thought the costume otherwise looked great. But why do we need a mask on them? We would be fine without a mask. And you mentioned uh, at the start of the show, we had re this past week, we sat down and rewatched the first episode of season one and two. There are performers there with backup dancers without masks. So please help me. Help me understand. That well, I don't care about this as much as you do, but I would agree with you that they did look like bowls. I thought they were bowls with look um, potato salad in them. That yeah. was like that's what I got. <laughs> potato salad masks. Yeah. Um, the other thing that I got from the performance was when uh, the turtle walked up to the judges and Jenny goes, "I can't see his face," and I was like, "That's yeah, the point. That's the point, Jenny." <laughs> so dumb. So dumb. <laughs> But my God, what a performance. And, you know, the minute this performance finishes, Robin goes, you're in the finals. And the turtle puts out a tease of, yeah, you know, I've got one more trick up my sleeve for the finale. So I really hope I get there. Should they be allowed to say that to an audience that's going to vote or no? I thought about that. I was like, cheater. You yeah. can't do that. You can't say, OK, but if I get there, you're going to get a really special treat. <laughs> <laughs> you're honey dicking them. That's not cool. <laughs> so then the turtle decides to go in front of the judges because you know it's the closer look week and whips out a jewel whips out a big ring big bling do bling ring i don't know did none of these made sense to me as a clue specifically to one jesse mccartney but did you get anything from the, that yeah jesse clue? mccartney just got engaged oh congratulations jesse 
if you're listening. Yeah. Uh, by just, I mean like several months ago. But also the turtle's microphone has little spikes on it and it's super cute. Mm. I didn't even notice until this episode. <laughs> Is it better than what am I kidding? It's not. It's not better than the tacos hot sauce salsa mic. No, that one's better. (laughs) Yeah, definitely better. So then the guesses, we had two Backstreet Boys guests, and Robin Thicke guessed someone from American Idol who I do not know. Wait, you don't know him? No, what was it, Justin something? Yeah. No. He went up against, isn't he the guy from Justin to Kelly? He was the guy who went up against Kelly Clarkson? Well, I know Kelly Clarkson, obviously, but. Yeah. That makes sense. Is that him, actually? Can you confirm this? Yeah, I'm, like, positive. Okay. Yeah, no, I don't know him. Even now, I just know him by name because of that movie. So. Apparently they were, like, contractual. Yeah, apparently they were, like, contractually obligated to do it or something like that. I don't know. There was some... I read some article about it somewhere at some point in time, which I know is super useful information, but... (laughs) Yeah, wasn't Fantasia from that season as well? What? No. No, she was the third season and she won that season. Never mind, never mind. Who am I thinking? A lot of American Idol fans mad at you. <laughs> Listen, I'm a number one Daughtry fan. I've mentioned that's the one season I watched. The rest of the seasons don't matter to me. At me, at Leon RHAP, if you have any problems with that. How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so those were the, the guesses. And, you know, they, they two people guessed Backstreet Boys. Now, I, I don't know if that's like them just playing dumb or they're dumb. So we'll move on. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so before we go to the next performer, we're going to take a quick pause and get some messages in from some sponsors. And we're back. Unlike the Rhino, who is officially eliminated from the season. So the Rhino was the next performer on the list, right? And the Rhino talked about how they faced many failures in their career and they wore a mask to hide their shame. And they, there were airplanes and there was the number nine and there was a, I wrote down trumpet, later found out it wasn't a trumpet. Um, it was something else that I didn't write. But then I thought because it was a trumpet, I was like, oh no, is he going to sing trumpets by Jason Derulo? No, the rhino is going to sing humble and king by Tim McGraw. Now, Liana, as the resident Tim McGraw fan, what did you think of this performance? Well, it's no horn off my nose, but my rhinos. (laughs) I don't even know what that means. Um, Okay, so rhino clues. No idea because I still, I mean, I, when they said Barry Zito, I feel like somebody had guessed him before and they had guessed him in this episode. So I was like, oh, okay, they got it right. I had to read Barry Zito's Wikipedia page. I am not a big baseball fan. So he was someone who I didn't know, but obviously is very famous within the realm of baseball. And I'm not going to lie, over the After the Mask, I was like, oh my god, I think I love Barry Zito. <laughs> he was so sweet! And he did the duet with, <laughs> with Gavin DeGraw. And he had a baby. I mean, he didn't have the baby, but his wife had a baby like during the filming of The Mask Singer, which was all crazy. So I know that that's getting ahead, but anyway. So I was still like met on the rhino up until it, he got revealed spiraling into after the mask and now i'm a huge barry zito fan okay so that's where liana is in quarantine thoughts now in terms of his performance it's another boring not okay i feel me it's another 
country ballad, <laughs> which is fine. It was a good performance for him. Like, it's clearly in his wheelhouse. He's very talented. He comes from a musical family. He's actually doing the thing that more of them should do, which is, like, releasing music. Although it's not ready by the time he gets unmasked. So I was like, dude, like, get it together. You gotta ride the mass Singer high. But anyway, this performance I thought was good. And also from an, uh, an interview that he had with Billboard, Apparently, the producers were the ones that were making him do so many slow ballads. He wanted to do more pop. So because of that, also, I kind of have a little bit more empathy for the rhino. And Nicole was crying, which I thought was overblown. Like, Nicole, girl, get it together. Not that there's anything wrong with showing emotion, but I felt like it wasn't that good. Yeah, there's no <laughs> oh, longer. Sorry, I have one more thought and then I'll let you speak. I'm sorry for cutting you off. The interpretive dancer in the back is how I dance. OK, when I'm like acting stuff out. And I loved that part. Okay, okay. Well, I was going to say there's no longer a measuring stick for, you know, how emotional a performance is. Cause I feel like Nicole's cried to a bunch of different songs and like they're not all on the same, you know, level. I think one of the okay. thingamajig songs was top of the food chain. This was not, this was a very basic performance, right? I didn't feel much about it. I mean, now hearing you say that he wanted to do more pop, but the producers made him go ballad. I feel bad for the Rhino. Cause I think that would have helped a lot. Um, it's unfortunate, but ultimately because they were forced to do this, this was meh. This was okay, but it was boring. I felt bored during this. And I could see what the dancer was brought out to do, but it still didn't give me much. I will say, though, on a vocal level, the Rhino's amazing. The Rhino's really good. And I think in the last couple of weeks, I've kind of, you know, want to make it known that I accept the, the, the Rhino as a great vocal performer. But like, you know, the celebrity Gavin DeGrasse said, this is also a visual thing. And it's a, it's a razzle dazzle thing as well. And we didn't really get much of that from the Rhino throughout the, the show. But it's okay, you know, Barry Zito doing doing this thing, being big ZD, and uh, yeah, good for congrats on the kid. And ultimately, you know, sorry, Rhino. Okay, to go back to your comment about Nicole crying, in Nicole's defense, I have cried at the most random stuff throughout this whole quarantine process, so I have a little bit of empathy. I mean, Random same. commercials on TV, um, just random thoughts I have that make me sad, cute puppies, because I'm like, just, just so cute. So, I get it. So, on to the more ridiculous stuff that we found out throughout this episode. Uh, Ken Jong is going to guess correctly. Because Once he stole again. the guess, though. Although he owned up to it. He was yeah. like, Barry Zito steals bases and I steal guesses or something like that. I thought that was funny. I thought so, too. It was pretty funny. Um, I, I did like when the Rhino came up close to them. They talked about it being like Jumanji. I think Jay Farrow said that. So I appreciate that because we had thought about it looking like a Jumanji piece. So. Oh my gosh, the one moment where I was super proud of myself was when he he announced that there's something that's important that happened to him, but he can't share it until he gets unmasked. And then he comes out with the baby rhino pin. I was like, oh my gosh, is his wife pregnant? They had the baby. Yeah, well, then the wife wasn't pregnant. Well, yeah, but she like she she was at one point. I don't know how the timelines add up. But anyway, I was proud of myself because I thought that before we found it out. And uh, so pretty much I'm a super genius. Uh, no need to brag, but still got it. Weird flex, but OK. <laughs> Weird extension, but OK. 
Now, we don't really have to overextend ourselves for this one. We're at the last performer of the evening, and it is The Frog. So I don't really have a no- uh, set of notes that specifically dissect this was this, this was this. This was one entire clue package doing uh, talking about Like Mike for me. Here's why. The Frog gets hit by lightning, and ish- they immediately zoom in on his shoes. They look like Michael Jackson shoes, and now the frog is doing Michael Jackson dances. This is very much the like Mike situation, only in that movie, it was Michael Jordan. In this package, it's Michael Jackson. And we learned that, or we were told again, that the frog has a tadpole, a baby. So this is Bow Wow, and that is what I got from the clue package, because I couldn't focus on anything else, because I felt very proud about noticing the like Mike situation. Yeah, well, and the and Jay Farrow agreed with you, didn't he? Guess Bow Wow. He did. So me and Jay. So Farrow, there, one of the same. So there. <laughs> so then, would you like to take the reins on the performance here and talk about? What oh you felt? my gosh! Yes, I want to talk about the backup dancers with the Heelys. That was hands down my favorite part of the whole performance. I don't know what that says about the frog and I feel bad, but I was like blown away. All I could try, I was just trying to watch the backup dancers with the Heelys. The fact that the guy rolled down the ramp, I was, I thought, I thought I was like, did they, I didn't know it was Heelys at first, but then he stops and he's like walking. Oh my gosh. It was amazing. I love that part. That was so fun. That was fun. The That was a fun part to the performance. I did like the background kind of looked a little bit carnival ish that was cool um the frog did hip-hop hooray by naughty by nature and i thought it was a good rendition of it um i don't under because like so here's the weird part for me so the backup dancers are clearly like geckos right or they're like little tadpoles whatever so that's fine i I don't want to like talk about how i feel about the masks whatever but what bothered me is like so were they naked with fanny packs hell yeah so that was weird (laughs) that reminds me of in the movie cats when like some of the cats are naked but some of them have clothes on and it's very confusing yeah as to like what is supposed to be socially acceptable within (gasps) this world is frog mccavity (laughs) he's a mystery frog he's called the bow wow paw (laughs) bow wow paw that is a god that's such a random joke okay Continue. Wow, cats are so random. <laughs> so Bow Wow had a pin that says mom or wow, depending on how you look at it. Wow. Wow. Yeah. That's very, you know, Bow Wow. <laughs> Get it? That's what that was. Okay. Is that really what it was? I just, I, after I said wow, I connected it that way. And I, so I, just I think it is. About it. No, so I'm that- like pretty. I think it is. And I think, honestly, I think that Robin Thicke has been guessing Bow Wow for a while. <laughs> and that's why he said it's Wow Upside Down. Because he's like, this is freaking Bow Wow. And this is Mom. But Wow Upside Down. Yeah. So. That makes sense to me. And I could see that. And I, I could see this being like, a OK, he's been guessing this forever. Let's just give him the soundbite here. And then he yeah, because can... it doesn't exactly reveal that he's been guessing it the whole time, but it get like yeah, you know, it points to it. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's funny because 
So this is like a, they're getting paid handsomely for this, I gotta imagine, right? So that's nice. You know, the money's great. But then also, I guess the sad part for them is that they, even if they do a good job, they're gonna make them look like dodos until like, you know, closer to the end. They don't get the full credit. And none of them are gonna go back after the season's done and be like, hey, season. Like on a live stream, Starbucks, so yeah, so in this part of the episode, I guessed Bow Wow, but they cut it out of the edit. Like that's not gonna be the case. So mm-hmm. I feel bad for ba- for Robin Thicke, but also he's making money to sit there and clap at his own guesses. So why why yeah. care? Whatever. He's he's fine. His he was the fine. one who was when Nick asked him how's quarantine. He was like, "It's great. Everything's great. I get to spend more time with my kids. I'm not as mu- like musically productive, but it's great." <laughs> and I everyone just, else is like, "Well, sorry, you know, like bad times, but we're all getting through it." He's like, "Yeah, everything's fine. It's fine. This is what my career is now. I just sit here and pass judgment, anyways." So it's like this is perfect. I could have been hanging out at home the whole time. <laughs> um, Jenny McCarthy said, "Chance the rapper," and to Jenny McCarthy, I say, "How dare you? That, can, that is not Chance the rapper." Wow. <laughs> and Ken Jong made the first Lil Fizz mention on TV since the uh, the movie You Got Served came out. So that was a thing that happened in 2020. Yeah, well, Omarion is the only one I... Wait, is Lil Fizz the one who's in uh, B2K? Yeah, so Lil Fizz is one of the people from B2K, I believe. Yes. Um, I know who he is because one of his songs was on the You Got Served soundtrack, and I downloaded that song back in the day, so that's how I knew who Lil Fizz is. I believe he's in B2K, though, or was in B2K. Yeah. No, I think he was, because Omarion's the one I remember. That's the one we all remember. I don't think any of us remember anyone else. His um, let's see. Yeah, he was the youngest member and rapper of the R and B group B two K. Jay Boog is that how you say that? Jay Boog, Jay Boogie, like Boogie. Jay Boog is that one of the B two K members? Yeah, I'm looking at the B two K Wikipedia page. Raz B. Yeah, it's Jay Boog. This is like that's like the whitest person, like the whitest way that name has ever been said. I'm so sorry. (laughs) Raspy. Is that Jay Bog? (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, that was a fun B2K uh, reunion. Oh, I have another thought. The songs in the clue packages were really fun. I don't know if you noticed, but this week I felt I just really liked the song. Like, you mean the background music? Yeah. What are you paying attention to when you're watching this show? Well, because I feel like I know everybody. So I'm just I'm along for the ride and I'm just enjoying the music. Know what I mean? Yeah, well, I think that what I enjoyed most about this, to be honest, was that we got the final three we wanted. As sad as it makes me to say this for the rhino, the rhino's gonzo. It's over. And they get unmasked in the coveted leopard spot, a fourth place. And two out of the five judges guessed Barry Zito, Ken and Jenny, and kudos to them. Ken keeps his record of getting one right guess every season only. So that's the thing that happened. Any, do you have any parting words for the Rhino, I guess? Because it sounds like, to me, that this has kind of gone the way of the banana for you, where you were not really caring about this performer, and then the last week that they were on the show, you got a resurgence and care about them. Yeah, but that wasn't necessarily because of him on the show. I'm telling you, it was because of after the mask. It was the transition from after he became unmasked to after the mask. That was really when I was like, man, 
You go, Barry Zeno. (laughs) Also, I read his Wikipedia page. So I learned who he was, which is useful. It's just sometimes, I don't know, it's weird. I feel like I preferred him more as Barry Zito, the person, than I did as the rhino. Whereas, I hate to say it, but I think I prefer the monster as the monster. I do love T-Pain as T-Pain, and I love the combination of them together. I don't know. It's hard, because you conflate the two once they eventually get unmasked. Mm-hmm. Whatever. So- what I'm hearing is that you prefer Barry Zito over T-Pain. What? No. Oh, my God. No. I want to correct the record. <laughs> that is absolutely not the case. T-Pain and the monster will forever be my favorite. You never forget your first love. All right. Well, on that note, <laughs> we um, finished the episode. Now, was there anything that we haven't talked about from either the episode or the unmasked singer portion of the episode that you want to talk about yes i have a few things okay first of all did you notice the weird beeping sounds that were happening during the unmasking or is that was that just me that was just you got it i thought it was a truck backing up and i got kept taking my headphones off and looking around trying to find the truck like out our window It was just the TV. Okay. Uh, the other thing I think needs to happen is they need to have ranked choice voting. I think that that should happen since now we know that the mass singers listening get it done for season four. Thank you very much. What do you What do you mean ranked choice voting? What does that? Okay, mean? when they said vote for the person that was your favorite performance. Okay. okay. So that oh, means like the circle. Only- you want them to like rank them one yes. to four. Yes, exactly. It should be like the circle. Because for example, let's say you have one person that is like for sure the consensus boot like or consensus vote. Like everybody just the uh I don't know, pick the frog just blew everybody away. And let's say ninety percent mm-hmm. of people vote for the frog. But let's say there's this really small population of people that are, oh my gosh, I just love country music. I will vote for whoever does a country song, regardless of how good it is. That ten percent keeps the rhino there when maybe in reality those 90% of people would have said that indeed the the turtle and the night angel were better than the rhino so it prevents this minority from keeping a sing- anyway whatever also there's a lot of stuff with like the way the acoustics work also who takes this seriously me I'm sorry I do uh, that was a thought and then the other thought I had was Ken hugged him yeah Ken did <laughs> after he got his guess right <laughs> yeah that was amazing especially because Ken is so short and Barry Zito is so tall yeah, very good. Huge. Okay, that's my thoughts from the episode. Now my thoughts from the after the mask. I am kind of excited to watch Ultimate Tag. What it's the Watt brothers? <laughs> the Watt brothers hosting. They got all three of them. The montage of them failing at the teleprompter made me very happy, especially when it was like, "Hey, I'm JJ Watt. Hey, I'm Derek Watt, and I'm TJ." I know that that is not clever, but it made me laugh and it kind of makes me want to watch it. Also, I enjoyed the montage of the season's puns. Okay, I'm done. Oh, and Wayne Brady got his trophy. Now I'm done. Yeah, Wayne Brady was for me the most fun part of that episode. I enjoyed him. The watch just don't seem like they're fun. (laughs) How dare you? Also, like, do we need all three of them? Yes. This could have just been hosted by JJ. We don't need the other two. I know, but they're like his little they're his little bros. And they're also in the NFL, so they should get to come too. But also, like I was thinking about it, I'm like, <laughs> who's a- one of their agents was like, I know you've been clamoring for TV, so 
we got a gig and like listen they're very low stakes they don't they don't think this is going to be on the air anyways but you and your brothers host this show called tag and it's based on you guessed it the old school childhood game tag but don't worry it doesn't matter no one's ever going to see this and then the pandemic happened and now it's going to be on tv for the summer (laughs) I have a few thoughts. First of all, I want a TV show called Duck Duck Goose. Ultimate Duck Duck Goose. <laughs> DDG. DDG up in here. Yeah. Okay. So it can be hosted by, I don't know, uh, Barry Zito. Jay yeah. Smooth. Yeah. Okay. And the other thing I love is exactly the point that you brought up was the fact that the pandemic hits and networks are like, crap, we need programming. They go to their vault of TV shows that filmed a year ago and they're like, all right, we have all of these really terrible reality TV shows. Let's put them all on the air. We're getting don't that TV show with Adam Scott that he's going to host. We're going to get ultimate tag. We're going to get the one with Keegan, Michael key and Gronkowski and Venus Williams. And then there's like one other, right? Isn't there one other one that's on CBS? There's, I feel like there's two on CBS. Uh, Are you thinking of tough as nails? What is tough as nails? That's the Phil Kogan show that's coming through. Yes. Yes. And tough as nails. We are getting four garbage reality TV shows and I'm very excited. Yeah. It's going to be interesting. Emphasis on the interesting. (laughs) Yes. I'm nervous they're going to be like, what was the ultimate mile? No. The one with Tim Tebow. Yeah, 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 yeah. The um, strongest mile? No, no, no. It was Tim Tim Tebow. Yeah, no, I know the the show you're talking about. The ultimate mile. Is that it? No. (laughs) The longest mile? Million dollar mile. Oh, there we go. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're going to be like that. That was really bad. The only mm-hmm. thing, the good thing to come out of that was the Matt Money Smith quote. No, it was He's trying his best Matt that. Money Smith. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's where we are at with that. So now, so we don't really have any questions from the audience because given that last night was the Survivor finale and our decision to podcast very, very quickly the next day. We didn't have time to field for questions, but I have a couple questions for Liana from people I've made up. So, Liana, we're going to tackle some questions and then we're going to get out of here. Sounds good? Wait, what is going on? So, Alibaba asks, hey guys, big fan of the show. Um, So, do you think that this final three is better than the season two final three and better than the season one final three? Who's the best final three? Thank you. Ooh, that's tough. I would go with one, two, three, but I have a feeling like you're going to go with two, one, three. Am I correct? Who was the final three in season one? It was. Do you want the, do you want the, okay. It was the monster, the monster, Peacock uh-huh. and B. So oh, it was yeah. Gladys Knight, Donny Osmond and T-Pain. I would go two, three, one. Yeah. I, yeah. That's what I said. Yeah. yeah I no, two, that, th- you said right. two, three, one. I might even say three number one. Yeah. I think, Do you think this is the best final three we've ever had? I think this is the most unpredictable of the final threes we've had. Was that the question? Unpredictability? I mean, okay. So if, if, so it's like, okay. So here's the thing. I love, I love the Rottweiler and I love the Fox. We know this. That's why you said I would put two at one. So I get that. Um, but then I'm thinking if there's three platforms and all nine of these contestants are in the respective sides and they're having a sing-off or a mass singer-off who would win. 
I think that the three in this season put together are stronger than the three in season two and the three in season one, personally. Wow. Yeah. So it's either two, three, one or three, two, one. One is last in both those scenarios, though, because I think the monster was amazing, but I don't like I don't remember the bee. I don't remember the peacock being like that captivating, especially after watching the first episode of season one. I was like, eh, peacock's fine. So hot takes. Apparently, I didn't realize that would be met with a. I mean, it might not be. I don't <laughs> yeah. Know. So, Zippity Duda asked, "Are you just making up? Que- I mean, I know you're making up questions, but did you like think about these questions beforehand, or are you just coming up with them on the spot?" No, no, no. no. I, I these were done for. So, Zippity Duda asked, "Um, <laughs> what? Nothing. It's fine." <laughs> so, Zippity Duda asked, "Am I wrong or?" Did a person from every single group get to the final three? By the way, big fan of the show. Thank you, Zippity Duda. So, yeah, so let's see. So we had from group A, we had the turtle, right? Group B, we have the frog and group C, the night angel. We got one from each. Yes, we did. I would have to go and look at who. I mean, Kitty is probably the other person who could have made it because it was what? Kitty and Frog. Kitty and Frog came in together. Rhino and Night Angel came in together. And who was sixth place? The Banana? The Banana and the Frog were together. No. Okay, so he was also group B. Wow. So how long? So since the kangaroo went out, group A has had one representative. Crazy. The turtle. Yeah. Amazing. Wow. That's a very good question. Okay. Zippy Duda. Wow. Thanks for writing in. Yeah. And uh, I think you could replace Kitty with Frog, and I think people would be like, Yeah, I could see that. I could see that. I mean, it's it's just (laughs) see, you could see that. (laughs) It's just fascinating to me because you know, I feel mixed with the frog because again, I'm like, you're like a discount fox because you're like the fox with the razzle dazzle but not like the fox vocally at all on the same level but Mm -hmm. i can see the pathway that the frog has made for themselves and i can also see how much the judges are like like salivating at the mouth for the frog and like everyone's like going nuts about the frog it's funny because even the even the guests they bring on to talk about the shows on the Unmasked Singer, they're mostly like, oh, the turtle's the best all-rounder. Oh, Night Angel's amazing. No one's really, like, on the frog like that, but then, like, the judges just love the frog. So, the moral of my story is, the audio must not translate in person, but, uh, I mean, on TV, but the dancing definitely translates both in person and on TV. Okay. Yeah. So do you what do you feel about that? Yeah, I I mean, I think he's a good performer and it's fun to be entertained. So then we have one last question and it comes from Lunchbox Lenny and Lunchbox Lenny wants you to give your final prediction going into the finale. Who is winning this season? Yeah. Who is winning this season? Yes. The frog. Why? I don't know. I just like, I, f- I don't know. It could be the turtle. It's the <laughs> turtle or the frog, but I, I don't think it's the night angel because we've consistently gotten turtle, frog, turtle, frog, turtle, frog. And now in this last week, it's like, okay, but like night angel though, it seems too late for that. I appreciate it, but it still feels too late. Okay. I'll pick, I'll pick the frog and you can pick 
No, I'll pick the turtle and you can pick the frog. I'll take the turtle and you can pick the frog. So you want to take the turtle and I'm taking the frog. You're just deciding what my winner pick is? <laughs> well, I feel like that's who you'd pick. I mean, I would have gone I would have gone with whatever you did it and I would have gone with the right. uh, turtle had you kept your answer. So fine. Right. We'll we'll go with that. Okay. Um yeah. And then yeah. So that's about it. And um Oh, wait, we got a new question that came in from Banana Berry. Banana Berry wants to know, are you pumped about the Road to the Finals episode that's coming on Tuesday? Is it if there's sing-along parts, then yes. That's insane that you answered <laughs> that way. I can't believe you're into the sing-along. That's crazy. Yeah, baby. Okay, well, on that note, this has been a fun episode of the Mass Singer Wrap-Ups podcast. And we have one episode left, and that will come to you next week when we find out who is unmasked and crowned the winner of The Masked Singer Season 3. Now, before we head out of here, Liana, where can people find you, and what are you up to in the upcoming days? You can find me on Twitter at Liana RHAP. I'm podcasting about the finale of Survivor on the RHAP B&B with Mike Bloom and our special guest, Gabby Pascuzzi, which is going to be so awesome. And of course, I'm talking about RuPaul's Drag Race with Brent Wolgamont and Amon Adwin. I was also on Robin Akiva and Nita podcast, uh, Renap, this past week to give the guys Cosmo quizzes. It was <laughs> a mess it was pretty ridiculous and i think you're gonna want to find out if rob and kiva are good girl hot or bad girl hot it, i will not spoil it but you want to get to the bottom of that mystery for sure and as for myself you can find me on all social media platforms at puyaism uh and i have nothing else going on if you would like to leave a rating or review of the podcast please go to www robazawebsite.com slash masked singer. That's one word. And let us know what you've thought about this journey we've been on before we ultimately finish it next week. You've all been leopards. Thank you for hanging out with us. And until the finale, we'll unmask you later. Take care. <laughs> <laughs>